Hello, everybody, and welcome to the You Thought Media Sportscast, the best sports podcast which shares a name with the trivia team from January 2019 at O'Rourke's Public House in South Bend, Indiana. You might think that we'd be good at sports trivia, and you'd be right. I'm Lucas Mason Moyer, and alongside me are Aiden Lewis and Jared Ludecker. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing great. I'm so excited for this episode, especially the bowl games. Yeah, I'm excited to, to go through every single bowl game where we're going to go through them all. We will not skip even the most irrelevant. So, yeah, I'm ready. All right, Jared, what do we have on tap today? As we just said, we're going to go through all 41 bowl matchups and give our extensively researched um, background on each game. Then we're going to go, then we're going to finish it off with, um, we're going to look at some little rants slash passionate topics that we really want to discuss and headlined, um, and each of us are going to pick a topic and share, share with you our thoughts um, to the world. But we're going to start it off with bowl predictions. We're going to go through all the bowls in mostly chronological order until we get to the New Year's Six. We've done extensive research on every team. We, we, we each watched like 48 hours of film this morning on all these teams. So, um, that's, Jared, that's weak, I would like to say. I personally <laughs> spent at least 300 hours preparing for this <laughs> segment. So, And I would like to say that the highlight of this whole show will be when these three bad boys discuss the bad boy mowers, Gasparilla <laughs> Bowl, between Marshall and UCF. Incredible stuff on the horizon. Indeed. <laughs> all right. We're going to start it off with a bang with the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl between the Charlotte 49ers and Buffalo, whatever their mascot is. The Bulls. (laughs) The Bulls. (laughs) Lucas, who do you got in that one? I am going to have to go with the Bulls on this one. Um, I don't know. I think they have a good shot in this game. They... Um, I think Charlotte was an FCS team until a couple years ago, if that serves my memory correct. So you can't be that good when you're that new. Um, You know, they have some solid wins over Toledo. Uh, They did lose to Liberty, who is an independent, who is also recently FBS. Um, They did get smacked around by Penn State by 32 points. But, you know, they beat Temple, who's a solid team. And I'm going to have to just go with the Bulls. All right. Aiden? Uh, yeah, I'm also going with the Bulls. Uh, they've got Khalil Mack's brother, apparently. That's exciting. <laughs> that gives some intrigue. Uh, they're from the same state that I am, so that gives some justification <laughs> for this pick, I would say. Uh, but besides that, haven't spent a ton of time watching Buffalo this year, going to be honest. Uh, kind of overlooked them in my uh, several hundred hours of footage uh, this morning, so... Uh, maybe next year I'll pay more attention. But yeah, going with the Bulls. Absolutely, I'm going. I'm going with the Charlotte 49ers. Um, anytime the D League affiliate of the San Francisco 49ers is involved, they must be pretty good. Uh, it's been a good year. It's been a good year for teams it, named the 49ers. So it's been I think a good I'm... year for them. It's been a good year for teams uh, with the name 49ers. They put up a really good fight against Clemson. They only lost 52-10. So for that reason, I'm going with the Charlotte 49ers. Is that better than Virginia did? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's probably pretty close, yeah. (laughs) All right. Now we're going to look at the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. That is a name and a half. (laughs) (laughs) But it's probably not even... Oh, go ahead. (laughs) Between Utah State and Kent State. Aiden, who do you got in this one? 
Um, I'm going with Utah State uh, in this game, I, I think is my move. Uh, both teams seem like they had solid seasons. Again, that's that's about all I got on it. Uh, you know, the the bowl name is is one of the classics. You know, by the time you're finished saying it, your your mouth's pretty dry, and you might need a tropical smoothie. So uh, yeah, that's true. All right, I think I'm also gonna take Utah State in this one. We um, they played you know some good teams this year. They um they only lost by three to Wake Forest. Wake Forest who almost won uh their division in the ACC. Uh, although literally, if the three of us walked onto a football team, we might have had a good shot at winning the ACC Coastal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> One uh, of us, yeah. <laughs> they played LSU and only lost by thirty six, which is better than some. And you know, it's been a good year for Utah uh, football teams, even though the Utes came up short. So I'm taking Utah State. <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm also Not gonna have to go. I'm also gonna have to go with the uh, Utah State Aggies. Like you said, close win uh, against Wake Forest. They beat San Diego State, who was decent this year. Nevada, Colorado State didn't really play their good teams very close. I will say, but uh, for pretty much no reason, I'm gonna go with Utah State. Um, all right, next up we got the Celebration Bowl. <laughs> One of the few bowls that aren't a complete corporate sellout and no and, branded name in front of them. And it's an interesting <laughs> bowl because um, it is the only one for FCS teams, and both teams every year are historically back, historically black colleges and universities. So it's like nice. an interesting wow. demographic of teams. There you go. Did Lucas, not realize who you, that. Who you got in that one? Well, I am going to go with North Carolina a and T. I think they're going to win. <laughs> Any rationale? <laughs> <laughs> Gut reaction. <laughs> this feels so right, yeah. This feels good. <laughs> All right, uh, Jared, who are you looking at? I'm going with Alcorn State. They were undefeated at home this year. Which is the Celebration really... Bowl being played at home? Are they at home? It's, yeah. home, it's not being played at home. But I think that's a good sign if their fan if their fans show out, that means they're they got a good shot. And I just feel like uh, Alcorn State's gonna their fans are gonna come out. They played close. They played Grambling really close too in nineteen sixteen in overtime. Who's okay. generally been, I think, good. So, <laughs> Aiden. Yeah, I'm also going Alcorn State. Uh, apparently, the two played each other. Uh, in the same bowl game last year, so this is this is kind of a big big rematch. You know, Alcorn State lost last year just by two points. Uh, they've been ever since that they've been fiending for for uh, a chance at, at leveling up, and I think that's going to happen. Yeah. Gotcha, for sure. All right, we're going to head out west to the New Mexico Bowl between Central Michigan and San Diego State. Why is New Mexico or New Mexico State in that bowl? It feels like if you have a bowl named <laughs> after a state. That, and I know that they should play in it. I'll say it. Why isn't San Diego State in the San Diego Credit Union Bowl? Is right. the question. You know, I was wondering the same thing. Their, their hometown credit <laughs> union. But anyway. Yeah. Um, let's go, Lucas. Who do you have on this one? Um, in this one, I'm going to take San Diego State. Um, it's been a good year for San Diego State uh, alum Kawhi Leonard. Uh, who won an NBA championship? <laughs> so I, I think Notable. that, that <laughs> I think that that is going to translate into good things. I don't know. They have wins over some all right teams. Uh, Fresno State, BYU. Uh, they did only win six nothing against Weber State, 
But they beat, they beat UCLA, Power 5 team, under the tutelage of the man, the myth, the legend, Chip Kelly. Um, so, you know, they've put up good wins against Power 5 teams. You know, slipped up in a couple places um, with losses to Hawaii and Nevada. But I'm looking at San Diego State in this one. Yeah, I'm going San Diego State, too. Uh, Central Michigan lost 61 nothing to Wisconsin earlier in the year. That's so not, not a good sign. A ton of confidence. <laughs> Beat up on kind of kind of some lame teams, but uh, but yeah, that's that seems like a a rough day for them. But yeah, so I'm going with with the other team, San Diego State. <laughs> yeah, Central Michigan had a super cupcake schedule this year, and you know you know who they did beat though New Mexico State on their homecoming game. Karma's wow. gonna catch up with them. Up next, FBS Mortgage Cure Bowl. I need your team and then one sentence reason. Okay. Uh, Liberty and Hugh Freeze. I don't like Liberty, but I think Hugh Freeze is going to bring him to relevance. Continue. All right. I'll go Georgia Southern. Uh, They beat Appalachian State, who's currently ranked in the top 25. Good sign. Nice. Mm. I'm going Liberty because it's so fitting that they're an independent. They're not in a conference. I mean, you can't take away their freedom. I'm going Liberty. We're going right. to the we're going to the Sherry Bundy Book of Raton Bowl. <laughs> Lucas, are you surprised Lane Kiffin didn't want to stick around for this one? Florida. I, am, I, I don't know. With the name <laughs> like the Sherry Bundy yeah. Boca Raton Bowl. I don't know. But in any case, again, uh, you know the rules: one sentence, and your winner. So I'm going SMU in this one. Ten and two, ranked in the top twenty-five in multiple points this year. Played top twenty-five Navy close. I'm going with uh, Florida Atlantic. It's in Florida. They've been good at home. Stick with that. It's a long way from Texas. I'm going with Florida Atlantic as well. No Lane Kiffin, no problem. I think they'll be fine. <laughs> All right, heading over to the Camellia, Camellia Bowl between Florida International and Arkansas State. <laughs> Aiden, going to you. I'm um, going with Arkansas State. Florida International was fifth in Conference USA, which is... Oof. So, yeah. <laughs> Lucas? Um, I'm going Florida International. Uh, I just think they're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Another gut one. <laughs> you just, just got to feel it. Yeah. Jared? I think Florida International is the knockoff version of Florida Atlantic, so I'm going Arkansas State. Uh, Mitsubishi okay. Motors, Las Vegas Bowl hey. between Boise State and Washington. Lucas, over <laughs> under 10.5 players getting dismissed by, the, by their teams. Under. It's in Vegas. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Will they make gonna, it to the field? I'll still go under. Boise State, originally UCF. Uh, great non-Power 5 team. Go Boise State. I think Washington's gonna gonna win one for Chris Peterson in his finale, so I'm going with Washington. I hate to pick against a, yeah, a group of five, but continue. Yeah, I love Boise State as well. Obviously, had a good season, but I think Chris Peterson's gonna outsmart his old coaches over at Boise State and win that game. Um, we're going to the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl between UAB and Appalachian State. UAB quite easy. Back Go from ahead. the dead. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say UAB, they're back from the dead. They're not going to win the game. Appalachian State 12-1. and 
I like it. You would be football team canceled, but it's I'm happy for them. But Appalachian State's gonna win this game. Not close. Yep, agreed. App State, great year. Honestly, should be in a better bowl. Would have been fun to see them play someone like real, but yep, yeah, App State. You never pick against Appalachian State because they'll just they'll just break your hearts. And uh, th- I believe True. this is their first year in the FBS as well, and they went twelve and one, which is you know what crazy. I would love to see. I want to see them win and Michigan lose and them finish above Michigan. It would, Michigan, yeah. It would continue. That would mean they finished above us, right? Yeah. Rule it would be a fun, like, that upset in 2007 was the beginning of a long, slow trajectory, long, slow trajectory <laughs> in which Appalachian State was patching Mich- Michigan in fo- football relevancy. Cut to next year, App State's going to be beating Ohio State before Harbaugh. <laughs> That's the rise is going to continue. Okay, we're, we're moving on to the, yeah, we've, we've already discussed this one. The bad boy mowers were there. Okay, Jared, what are you feeling? If UCF wins this game, they're going to declare themselves the national champions. That's all I'm saying. And UCF is going to win this game, so we'll see if they throw a huge parade down in Florida after this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to UCF too. Never bet against them. They're my my second favorite team. They have a great PhD program in sports history. So if everything goes wrong with teaching, that's where I'll end up. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, UCF as well. Uh, Marshall had a good movie, but uh, UCF is yeah. We, we all love UCF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, moving on. The SoFi Hawaii, Hawaii Bowl. Yeah. And a shout out to Hawaii because they're actually playing in their state's bowl game. I think they do pretty much every year that they're <laughs> able to. I remember when Notre Dame under the tutelage of Jimmy Clausen played in that bowl game one year against Hawaii. Oh, my God. So, fun stuff. Here's your pick, Lucas. Oh. Uh, Hawaii, home field advantage. I'll take them. Yeah, I re- I respect Hawaii saving money on plane tickets, but I- I'm going actually with BYU. BYU's had kind of a, a tough schedule. They beat Boise State. You know, they've they played close. They beat USC. You know, they've, they've had a year. So, you know, I, I think they can keep up with Hawaii, who's also had a surprisingly good year. Yes, I'm also going with the BYU Cougars. For the reason you said, they beat Boise State and USC. And Hawaii's already played 14 games this year. They're going to be tired out in this 15th game. So, <laughs> um, Next, we're looking at the walk-ons Independence Bowl between Louisiana Tech and Miami, Florida. Interesting matchup. Aiden, who are you going with? Uh, not Miami, because Miami, sources are telling me, have lost eight of their last nine bowl games. So, oh, wow. going to go with Louisiana Tech. They're the type of team that doesn't care if they're showing up for a, you know, a meaningless bowl game. So, yeah. um, I think they're going down to Louisiana Tech. Yeah, I'm picking Louisiana Tech, too. I think they have more to play for in this game. 6-6 six and six Miami. I don't think it'll just get up for the game. I agree. Same <laughs> reasons I'm going Louisiana Tech. All right, let's look at the quick lane bowl between Pittsburgh and Eastern Michigan. This one's kind of a toilet bowl. Lucas, who you got? Uh, Pitt from Pennsylvania. No people that went there. Great school. Power five team. <laughs> power five team against. I think a, like a a five hundred power five team is better than a five hundred non power five team in most cases. So I'll take Pitt. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, this is in an NFL stadium, but will it fill it up? would be surprised uh but yeah it's in detroit it's closer to eastern michigan than it is to pittsburgh so i'm gonna, I'm gonna say eastern michigan shows up pitt had a poor finish and uh yeah michigan's gonna take the, the home field i'm going pitt because eastern michigan and ncaa football is the worst team in the game so i'm going pittsburgh. uh military bowl presented by northrop grumman between north carolina and temple 
Aiden, go ahead. My favorite two military schools. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going with, with North Carolina. It's, they've had a pretty good story with Mac Brown this year. You know, hopefully things are on the up for them. So, uh, yeah, North Carolina. I'll go Temple. Uh, they beat Memphis. He's playing a New Year's Six game. I think they're a good AAC team. I'll take Temple. I'm going with Mac Brown, hook him horns. Just kidding. Go Tar Heels, North Carolina. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> All right, next up we got the new era pinstripe bowl. Yankees suck as always. Uh, Michigan State. I disagree oh. with that statement. Michigan go State Yanks. at 6-6 six and six versus Wake Forest at 8-4. and four. We'll go with Lucas then, the, the Yankees fan. Uh, I would like to say that also I've attended this bowl game in 2013 when Notre Dame played Rutgers. Uh, great game. Rutgers, let's go. And uh, irrelevant to what I'm, the point I'm going to make, but I'm going to take Wake Forest. Um, I know I trashed them earlier, but I don't know. Solid record. ACC is not great, but, you know, they put up a fight in some of their games. Michigan State has been kind of trash. I'll take Wake Forest. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Wake Forest as well. Uh, this game would definitely be better if it was at City Field, but we'll have to deal with it being at Yankee Stadium. Uh, and yeah, Wake Forest, fun fact, has the best kicker in the nation. He missed his first field goal in his last game, went 24 for 25 on the year. Uh, so watch out for him hitting the game winner. Yep. Uh, Wake Forest is super inconsistent. They they barely beat some really bad some really bad teams and lost to Louisville. I mean, they're bowl eligible. They did beat North Carolina. I'm going with Wake Forest in that one. All right, up <laughs> next we have the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl with a team from Texas and a team from just north of the Red River in Oklahoma State. Jared, who do you like in this one? I really like Texas A&M. I mean, they, they played an absolutely brutal schedule, and I just think they're actually a pretty good team. Oklahoma State's not that good, so I'm going Texas A&M. I'm going with Oklahoma State in this one. They've got one of the best running backs in the nation in Chuba Hubbard. What a name, first of all. Rushed for over 2,000 yards. I think you can run over Texas A&M a little, get uh, Oklahoma State a win. Yeah, I'm going to take Oklahoma State as well, too. Hubbard's great. Top 10 finisher in the Heisman vote. I'm taking him. So next we're headed to the uh, San Diego <laughs> County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. So, <laughs> you know, every year I, I watch this bowl and get tempted to change my credit union. But maybe this will be the one. We'll see. Yep. I, I'm definitely I'm definitely going with USC. They, they beat Utah this year. They, they like, kind of went on a good run towards the end of the year, too. Did lose to their good team they played in Oregon, but I'm still going with USC. All right, uh, I'll go Iowa in that one. They beat the Gophers in Minnesota, kind of ruined their season. I mean, before they ruined it themselves by losing to Wisconsin again. Um, but Iowa consistently, under Kirk Ferentz, just great, consistently good teams show up for games like this. I'm taking Iowa. Yeah, I'm going with USC. Got a strong passing attack. I think USC is coming back, which would make these yeah the usc notre dame game was fun this year it's been i don't know usc's been lagging a little recently so i wanted to to continue to be competitive so usc up next we have the cheese it bowl the tastiest of all the bowls <laughs> although the best cheese it is the extra toasty so i'm sad they didn't add that to the name but aiden who do you have in air force versus washington state <laughs> okay i'm going with air force actually i think I think they, you know, they're not in the military bowl. Tragically, apparently, they didn't make that this year. Uh, but there's another bowl just as respected, the Cheez-It Bowl. They got a chance to, to, to up a, a Power 5 team, and I, I think they're going to do it. 
I'm I'm going Washington State. The they're perennial underdogs. They still I love the Air Raid versus the Air Force. They didn't beat anybody good. Literally nobody good this year. <laughs> uh, but I'm still. But <laughs> they beat nobody good. But is never a good way to make an argument. <laughs> um, I'm gonna take Air Force. They played Navy close. They played Boise State pretty close, and they're only two losses. They won every other game they're supposed to beat a power five team in Colorado. I'll take Air Force. Okay, moving on, we're headed to the the headliner. Yeah, the Camping World Bowl. I think go, we spent a Irish, little while go. on this one last week. You know, we could we could spend hours dissecting this game. Uh, but anyway, who who are we going with, Lucas? Go Irish. Uh, they'll win. I like. I I would say it's not very good. If they if they don't win, uh, I am going to personally call Jack Swarbrick and complain. So, <laughs> go Irish. Yeah. I'm going Notre Dame as well. I just think we're a lot better than the bowl we've been placed in, and the opponent that we're playing, so I'm definitely going Notre Dame. I am also going Notre Dame. I'm I'm a little worried that it's going to be close, uh, so that's I'm a little scared, but I think we will pull it out. So. Yeah. All right, next up we have the Serve Pro First Responders Bowl between Western Michigan and Western Kentucky. Battle of the West, earn part of states that are in the Midwest. So, Jared, who do you got in this one? Like, Surf Pro, like it never even happened. Hopefully they actually play this game this year and then it doesn't get rained out. Um, I'm, going, I'm going Western Michigan, I guess. I didn't even research this one. <laughs> wow. Wait, it was... I'm just going to come right out there and say it. Aiden, who Wait, got... it was rained out last year? Is last that what year, you said? Last year was postponed. It was canceled due to severe weather. <laughs> Wait, that's... Imagine that you have a season that ends in the Surf Pro First Responders Bowl, and you have to get excited for that, and then it just gets canceled. Like, <laughs> no, they play and they played a little bit of it, and then and then they just said, "Nope, game's over." And Surf Pro and Surf Pro's motto is like it never even happened, so it's like it's perfect. <laughs> and that was the plan the whole time. It yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I have n- also not spent a ton of time uh, watching Western Kentucky. Spent a ton of time on Western Michigan. No, um, <laughs> neither I've spent a ton of time with, so I'm going Western Michigan in, in this one. Yeah, unlike you fools, I spent the last three minutes researching this one, so I have a little <laughs> bit of knowledge. And I'm going to go with Western Michigan. Uh, they beat Bowling Green by a comparable margin to Notre Dame, and I'm picking Notre Dame, so I'll pick Western Michigan. All right, next up we got the Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. Louisville and Mississippi State. Aiden, who do you got in this one? I'm going with Mississippi State. Louisville's defense has struggled all year. They've been been weak on that end. Uh, and I, I think Mississippi State's going to maybe, maybe run them down a little. Uh, I'm going to go Louisville. I used the logic before and I'll use it again. Good year for uh, graduates of Louisville. Lamar Jackson tearing <laughs> up the NFL. They beat... The team that is currently in the Orange Bowl in uh, number 24, Virginia. So I'm going Louisville. I'm also going Louisville. Uh, Louisville. Kirk Herbstreit at the start of the year predicted they'd be bowl eligible, and he was right. They beat Western Kentucky. <laughs> is that an impressive? <laughs> <laughs> the boldest prediction of Kirk Herbstreit's career. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Kirk, but like this, I feel like that's not like a one a high stakes prediction. Like if you get that wrong, nobody will be like, oh, okay. And second, like, okay, like they have to go 500. 
bold. <laughs> hey, but he was right. <laughs> he was. Uh, they, they did. Beat, <laughs> they, yeah, like you said, they beat Virginia, beat Wake Forest, and um, Western Kentucky. So who's also bold? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have the Red Box Bowl. Uh, a relic of the pre-Netflix days, but which still exists and we still love between Illinois and University of California, Berkeley. Aiden, who you got? Uh, I'm going with Illinois. I'm thinking Lovey Smith, you know, another another good storyline. You know, University of Illinois hasn't been relevant for a while in football. Kind of bringing them back. Cal's a good team, but uh, I'd like to see Illinois win this one. Uh, I think I'm... I have to go with Illinois as well. They beat Wisconsin somehow. But Cal also squeaked out some super good wins. But I think Cal sucks, so I'm going Illinois. <laughs> Bulls. I'm going <laughs> Illinois too. Like, Aiden and I like the Lovey Smith story, and I watched them beat Wisconsin at his apartment. So I'm going to go Illinois. Next up, <laughs> next up, we got the Valero Alamo Bowl. Shout out to my friend Bailey that tried to tell me this game was bigger than the Camping World Bowl. The Camping I feel like World it Bowl is. is older. No, the Camping World Bowl is older, though. More Did it used to be? Did it used to be called something else? Because I've like heard of, I've heard of the Alamo Bowl, but I have never heard of the Camping World Bowl until this year. It's no older. offense. Apologies it's to the good people. That. Apologies to the good people at the Camping World Bowl, but you know, here we are. Anyway, Texas fittingly playing in this against Utah, eleven and two. Are any te- is any team going to be motivated for this game, Lucas? Uh, I am going to say, yeah, I think Utah has a little bit to prove after getting, like, smacked by Oregon. And I think they're just clearly the better team, so I'm taking Utah. I don't know. I was a, a little worried about Utah after this, that Oregon game. That was kind of, that was easily their toughest game of the season. They did not show up. I'm going with Texas in this one. Ooh. I'm going Utah as well. I don't think Texas wants to even get up and play this game at all, to be honest. And I do, I do think Utah has some has something to prove, even though Texas isn't proving much, but... That's what I'm going with. Yes, yeah, so this Alamo Bowl, I don't think will be one to remember. <laughs> anyway. Okay, up next we've got the Belk Bowl, which don't know who is who Belk is, but they must be some company. Um, and it's between Kentucky and Virginia Tech. Lucas, who you got? I have got good people over at Virginia Tech. They played Notre Dame close. That's my only experience with them, but they looked pretty good in that game. I'll take Virginia Tech. I'm also going Virginia Tech. Um, they played Notre Dame close again. I think their quarterback's going to have a really good game. I'm going with Kentucky in this one. We've got Lynn Bowden, who is Kentucky's leading rusher, leading receiver, and played quarterback for five games. I think he's an exciting player to watch. will be hard to stop. And I think he's going to take down Virginia Tech. Nice. Next up, we got the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Between Arizona State and Florida State, they're not that great. Um, Lucas, <laughs> Lucas, who do you have? I'm um, taking Arizona State. They beat Oregon. Great win. Played USC close. I'll take Arizona State. Yeah, my first question here is, like, is Tony the Tiger going solo? Like, is he, like, more than Frosted Flakes? Like, why isn't this just the Frosted Flakes Bowl? He has like... transcended. He is his exactly. icon. <laughs> I like to imagine that there's like a cult of personality that he's built that he's just like striking out on his own. Exactly. He's he's separated himself from the Frosted Flakes brand. He's he's better than that. Uh and in this one I'm also going with Arizona State. Arizona State's had some good games this year, most notably their win against Oregon. Uh FSU has been extremely 
unmemorable, uh, hence why they fired their coach. So, yeah, going with ASU. I'm also going with Arizona State. They got a really good quarterback, um, Herm Edwards at the helm. Uh, obviously, Florida State is better without Willie Taggart, but I'm getting rid of I'm not saying they're going to win. So. All right, up next, we have the AutoZone Liberty Bowl between Kansas State and Navy. Jared, who you got? I got Navy, really good quarterback on their team. So, Yeah, I'm also going Navy, had a great turnaround year. Going with them, Lucas. Uh, I'm going Kansas State. Navy got smacked by Notre Dame. Kansas State beat Oklahoma. Next up, we got the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl between Wyoming and Georgia State. No team from Arizona in it. Tragic. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Georgia State. Uh, they beat Tennessee. It's a good win. They did lose to Western Michigan by 47, but I'm going Georgia State. Yeah, I'm going Wyoming. Neither team's that great, but Wyoming played Boise State close, had some close games among their five losses, so going with them. I'm going Wy- uh, Wyoming for the exact same reasons as Aiden. Next up, we got the Verbo Citrus Bowl between Michigan and Alabama. Will Harbaugh defeat the Fury of Saban, Aiden? Uh, I'm going to say yes, uh, possibly just because I want it to happen. Uh, but I think Michigan is close, strong. Alabama, I don't think they have much to play for, so go with Michigan. I profoundly disagree. I think Alabama's going to smack them. <laughs> I think it's going to not be close. I also think <laughs> Alabama's going to destroy because they're going to be super pissed off. So. <laughs> Next up, we got the Outback Bowl between Lucas's Minnesota Gophers and the Auburn Tigers. This is a good game. Lucas, who do you have? Uh, hometown uh, advantage, or not hometown advantage, but hometown feeling. Going for the Gophers. Aiden? I want it to be the Gophers. Um, yeah, I'm playing the opposite here. I'm playing the bad guy. Uh, I, think, I think Minnesota's going to lose to Auburn, a, a strong SEC team. I'm also going with Auburn. I don't think Minnesota is as good as their 10-2 record says, and Auburn just came off a good win from Alabama. So, The ticket smarter, smarter Birmingham Bowl between Boston College and Cincinnati. Aiden, we're going with you first. I'm going with Cincinnati. They had a, they had a pretty good year. BC was only 6-6 six and six in a week 8 ACC, so I'm going with Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm also going to go with Cincinnati. Solid year, 10-3. They're ranked. Good wins. Houston, UCF. I'm going Cincinnati. Going with Cincinnati, Brian Kelly used to coach there, so go Team Kelly. Tax Leader Gator Bowl between Tennessee and Indiana. Who's going to be the one slain in this one? Uh, I, you will slay. A, a bad attempt at a Beyonce joke, but here we are. Uh, I'm going to go IU. Uh, I like their story. They've never really been good, but decent this year. Indiana. I'm going Tennessee. They won their last five. Uh, looking pretty solid, so going with them. Tennessee did have a really poor start, and for that, and even though they are still surging, I'm going with Indiana, who did have a good year. Ooh, that hurts. Okay, <laughs> moving on, we got the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, an absolute classic. Uh, Lucas, what are we doing? Uh, famous Idaho Potato Bowl. We are looking at Nevada, Ohio. I'm going with Nevada. It's closer to Idaho. Sort of a home field advantage, better record this year in a group of five conference, Nevada. I'm also going with the Wolfpack in this one. No reason. <laughs> yeah, I'll join in. Why not go with Nevada? Yeah. Next up, we got the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, again with no Armed Forces schools. Tulane, Southern <laughs> Miss. At this point, who cares? But Aiden, go ahead. Uh, I'm going with Tulane in this one. Uh, they struggle a little down the stretch, but uh, I think they're going to you know, at least come back and make a good showing in this one. 
Um, I'm going to go with Tulane. Same reason as Aiden. I don't know. Just feeling Tulane. I'm going to I'm going to Tulane as well. Southern Miss hasn't shown me anything. Tulane also hasn't shown me anything, but I'm going with them. <laughs> lending. Lastly, the, uh, for the irrelevant bowls, the lending. Wow! Between, you just between went after years. all the bowls as irrelevant. <laughs> That's because it's true. Lending tree bowl between lying. Louisiana yeah. and Miami of Ohio. Lucas, go go ahead. Uh, I love a good rebranding effort. Louisiana used to be Louisiana Lafayette, but now they're just trying to go by Louisiana. I'm going Louisiana. Yeah, we've got the better Miami team in this bowl game, but uh, I think they're still going to lose because they've, they've got to travel way down south, and I'm not sure if these Ohio kids have ever, you know, traveled for a football game, so I'm, I'm <laughs> going to go with Louisiana. <laughs> I'm also going with Louisiana. I did like it when their name was Louisiana Lafayette, so... Um, no. Now we're going to get to the Cajuns. New Year's. The Raging Cajuns. Awesome. Next, we're going into the New Year's Six Bowls, starting with the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic between Penn State and Memphis. I think I know where you're going, but Lucas, who do you have? Memphis, Group <laughs> of Five. I love to see the Group of Fives prove themselves in the Cotton Bowl team or in the New Year's Six games. Uh, I'm taking Memphis. Yeah, I'm with Lucas on this one. And that faith in Group of Five teams is not even unfounded. They've won a lot of these. Uh, New Year's Six bowl games recently, so I'm going with Memphis. I'm going Penn State. They, I feel like they show up for bowl games, um, and I think they're going to have motivation for this one, so I'm going Penn State. Next up, right. we got the Capital One Orange Bowl between Virginia and Florida. Virginia doesn't even know how it got into this one. Aiden, who do you have? Yeah, this isn't going to be really a contest at all. Uh, this is this is Florida, and it's it's not going to be close. It's going to be ugly. Yeah, Florida, UVA has no business in this bowl. Also going Florida, pretty good team this year, tough schedule. Uh, next up, we got the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl game presented by Northwestern Mutual. Sponsors ruin the name on this one. Wisconsin, Oregon, Lucas, who do you have? Uh, I think I'm going to go Oregon. I think they really well throughout the year you know doing well their defense has really improved from years past so i'm going to oregon yeah also going to oregon they uh, they came back from their asu loss with a just the whomping of utah so i think they're going to keep that up and uh beat wisconsin second yeah, podcast pr- that we've used the word thwomping which i'm not even sure is the real world but i appreciate it <laughs> probably not but <laughs> <laughs> I'm also going with Oregon. They were pretty impressive in the uh, Pac-12 championship. Um, lastly, All-State Sugar Bowl between Baylor and Georgia. Could be a good game. Aiden, go ahead. I want Baylor to win. I think Georgia will will take the W here. Uh, I think they're they're too good. Their defense is too good. Yeah, yeah. I'm with Aiden. I was going to say the exact same reasons. Picking Georgia. I feel like Baylor is kind of on the same level of Notre Dame, to be honest. And Georgia edges Notre Dame out, so I'm going Georgia. There. Okay, now we're headed to the big ones. Okay, starting with the Peach Bowl, the one of the, the semifinal games, LSU versus Oklahoma. Who do we have, Lucas? Um, I'm taking LSU. Joe Burrow's incredible. Great year for LSU. Oklahoma's good, but like we've talked about this in the past. There are three really excellent teams this year, and then Oklahoma squeaked in. I'm taking LSU. I'm also going to LSU. I felt like Oregon might be even better than Oklahoma, and Oklahoma just kind of squeaked in, so I'm going LSU. Yeah, it does feel like Oklahoma was just the default choice here, whereas the, the three others really made statements, and LSU made probably the biggest statement of all, so going with LSU. 
All right, next up, we have the other semifinal, the Fiesta Bowl in Phoenix between Ohio State and Clemson. Who are we looking at? This is going to be a great game, I think, but I'm going with Clemson. They've been disrespected all year. Just because they haven't played anybody doesn't mean they're not as good as Ohio State. Um, so I'm going Clemson. Yeah, agreed. I think Clemson has a chip on its shoulder. We talked a little bit, bit about this last week. They, they think that they've been wronged, and I don't think they have been. But I think they're still angry and will get an edge on a really good Ohio State team. Yeah, I'm going Ohio State. Uh, they've smacked everybody they've played this year, except for Wisconsin, good teams and bad. I think they're just an excellent football team, Ohio State. Nice. All right, and then so then the national championship, my matchup would be LSU-Clemson, and I'm going Clemson to win it all. I just think they're a really dominant team, even though it has been LSU's year. I'm going Clemson. Aiden? Yeah, I'm going LSU just because it, it does feel like it's their year. Uh, with that said, like I, I can't can't say for sure on any of this. I, I think that it's a toss up between the the top three. So we'll see. Should be good. Yeah, I'm going to contradict what I said last week. I said Ohio State this week, but after doing some reading and investigating and maybe getting caught up in Joe Burrow's Heisman speech, I think I'm going to go LSU. Just great team all year. I'm going LSU. Final nice. prediction. <laughs> Woo! All right, so the next segment we're going to move into is something new that we're doing, and we're going to have it every week, and it's going to be where we get a couple minutes, each one of us on this podcast, to just talk about something we're passionate about or we love. It could be something we follow over the course of a couple weeks, telling a story, or something that we just feel passionate about in one week, or something that we want to follow over the course of the season. So this week, I'm going to be talking about my beloved Liverpool Football Club and just how great of a season they've had. It's not going to be ranty. It's just going to be a love fest. This has been, overall, a absolutely <laughs> excellent season so far. 17 games into the Premier League season, 16 wins and one draw. They are looking, dare I say, invincible. I, I might go so far as to say they may not lose a game this year. Everybody has been playing to their best. The front three has been great. Mo Salah, even in an off year, is pulling the strings. Firmino runs that excellently. Uh, Sadio Mane is one of the best wingers in the world. The midfield has been playing excellently, defensively solid. Trent Alexander-Arnold, the right back, is genuinely my favorite player in the whole world. The way he can play defensively, even though he has some struggles, but just pass balls from around the pitch for assists is incredible. And his partner on the other side, Andy Robertson, I love. I think as long as they survive the stretch in December where they have a bunch of big games against... Uh, Leicester City, especially on Boxing Day. I think they are more than well making their way to their first Premier League title in 30 years, and it just brings joy to my heart to see it. So I'm just shouting out Liverpool on this one. They've had a great year so far. I hope it continues. I know I might be cursing myself by saying this because they were in a similar position last year and blew it to Man City, but Man City is 14 points back at this point. So I like their chances. That's it. That's my rant. It's a happy rant. I'm just, it's not even, I don't I'm really. I'm glad you have a happy rant. I'm, I'm not, happy for you. It's not even like glad a hot you have t- things to be happy about. It's not even like a hot take or anything. Like, I'm just genuinely so happy for Liverpool this year. And I just wanted some means by which to express this. Okay, Lucas, thank you for sharing um, about Liverpool. I'm glad we had a nice, nice lighthearted one, a happy one to start us off with that. Uh, mine's not going to be much of a rant either, but I think it, Definitely an interesting, huge topic in the NFL this year is the Cleveland Browns, and kind of the, and the disappointment that they were this year, sitting at six and eight right now, no chance of having a winning record. They could get five hundred. Um, they could improve on last year's record. They went seven eight and one last year, so they could go eight and eight this year. But it, it's just interesting to see the experiment that that did not work out so well. 
I was hoping at the start of this year that they either went to the Super Bowl or just completely imploded with like all these storylines, <laughs> which they kind of did. Uh, I did want Odell Beckham Jr. and Baker to like kind of go at it a little bit more. I thought that would be like really entertaining to see those personalities go at it, but I guess they delivered with the Miles Garrett incident, um, and then apparently there's been talk of um, OBJ and Jarvis Landry telling teams to come get me, um, no. which is stupid. They they told that to they told that to the Cardinals who are worse than the Browns. That, that so like I don't think you want to be playing for the for the Cardinals and go play with even more inexperienced Kyler Murray trade him for Baker Mayfield, you know, it's the same thing, really. Um, yeah, two transfer brother- Oklahoma Heisman winning quarterbacks, just the <laughs> same thing. Anyway, go ahead, sorry. Um, my, and my brother uh, pointed out a stat to me that the Browns are, would, will be the only team without a winning record during this decade. It's, it's their 12th consecutive non-winning season. Um, and so two, those two players that I was mentioning, Odell Beckham Jr. and Baker Mayfield, it's interesting to look at their seasons because OBJ started off pro bowler each of his first three seasons. This year he only has two receiving touchdowns. And it's and Baker's still targeting him like a decent amount. His targets aren't really that far down, but OBJ has less than a thousand yards. He's on pace for a little over a thousand, which would be it's just pretty low for a sixteen game season for him is actually a really low number. And then Baker is at sitting at seventeen touchdowns and seventeen interceptions. Um, which obviously 50-50 is usually not that good. Um, and then three, uh, he's at 3,300 pass yards, which is 15th in the league. And he, so he's not really panning out like a, I guess a Lamar Jackson is kind of exploding onto the scene. And the, the, all, this, all this stuff reminds me of the movie Draft Day. I literally just saw this a few days ago. The GM makes a splash. Um, they're, and then at the, uh, at the party after the draft, they're yelling, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. And it reminded me of this headline after they got OBJ that was like, okay, the Cleveland Browns are going to be exciting, but let's remember they're still the Browns. And this season just like panned out exactly that way. They're still the Browns. And I think what this shows is you can't really build, you can't build super teams in the NFL overnight, which I guess is intuitive, but I think in, the NFL, in football, um, you rely so much more on all 11 guys doing their job than you do in the sport like NBA or even MLB, one player, one pitcher can completely just shut down the other team. All you have to do is score a run. Um, NBA, LeBron can take over a game and you're fine, but you can't really do that. You need to have all cogs running in the NFL. Even when you look at the Ravens, Lamar Jackson was getting booed last year in their playoff game, and now he's going off and the fans love him. I just think it's funny to look at that, to look at how you can't really that, – that success doesn't happen over, overnight, especially in football. Um and it just kind of shows, I think the unrealistic expectations got to players like OBJ and, La- and Jarvis Landry, who are yeah. wanting out, apparently. And the, if they would have tempered their expectations a little bit, you can look at the season, I think, 8-8 eight and eight and say this is, a, this is a decent start, I think. But, uh, of course, Cleveland Browns aren't going to think that. They want a Super Bowl right now. But um, that, that's my little topic I wanted to examine this week. Aiden, what do you got for us this week? Yeah, so I've got I've got something to be angry about. You know, first we started with a love fest, then we started with you know a team that's had high expectations but has been you know disappointing. But eight and eight, you know that's that's middling. Uh, there's there's nothing middling about the New York Knicks currently. 
um, hasn't been for a while. Middling would be ideal currently. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I'm, I don't know how closely y'all have been following the New York Knicks season. Didn't really come in with big expectations, but if we go back to before last summer, this is a summer that the New York Knicks had talked about for years. Uh, probably since, you know, since we lost Carmelo, definitely since we lost Kristaps, you know, it was the year where we were going to take it back, where all of the free agents, you know, the, the Kevin Durant's, the Clays, the Kyrie's at least, uh, were going to, going to be clawing at New York's door. Cause it's, it's the Mecca. Why would you not want to be in, in New York? Uh, but you know, some of them wanted to be in New York, but maybe for a different team that wasn't owned by James Dolan. Uh, so anyway, to start where it all began. Uh, well, it all began when James Dolan bought the team a while ago. Uh, but it's it's been a rough year for the Knicks, who didn't who struck out on pretty much everyone in free agency. Uh, tried to you know tried to cover for that by hiring a bunch of you know old ridiculous veterans to like Taj Gibson, who knew he was <laughs> still in the league. You know, wild facts. Uh, so they they're pairing those with a bunch of young players who honestly have no promise at all <laughs> if we're looking at <laughs> that's that's a little harsh maybe rj has a little bit of a little bit of promise but the the Knicks' best player currently is marcus morris who's not even the best morris brother to be honest <laughs> um and he's you know had a had a pretty solid year he shoots surprisingly well from three i did not know he was he was as solid as he was but the rest of the team's absolute trash uh you've got rj barrett who again he's in his first year we didn't expect him to come in and, you know, you know, score efficiently. Uh, but I did expect him to score a little more in bulk. I mean, currently he's averaging 15 a game, shooting 38% from the field. That's, you know, not not ideal, especially on a team that doesn't have scorers. Like, there's a void. Uh, and he's still scoring lower than, you know, several other rookies who weren't drafted as high. Uh, then you've got Kevin Knox, their, their draft, their, I think, ninth draft pick from last year who looked good in the summer league last year and ever since has just been on a downward spiral. He's shooting 36% from the field. You've got Dennis Smith, who they was their big return from the Kristaps Porzingis trade. And, you know, I'm not mad about getting rid of Kristaps. He seemed like a terrible person. He had rape allegations. He was not someone I wanted to keep on the team. But the best player they got in return was Dennis Smith, who is a point guard who shoots 50% from the line. Uh, he's currently shooting 30% overall. This man is trash. So, <laughs> so when you look at the New York Knicks roster, you don't really see anything to be excited about. And you have to wonder why. And it's because the Knicks have a sense of self-importance that's, you know, put on them by management because they're in New York, New York because they think players see them as an attractive location, uh, even though there's really no evidence for that. Uh, and clearly there's a lack of actual player development. They think that they're going to be attracting these big names and don't have to worry as much about, you know, actually developing homegrown talent. And the Knicks haven't had a good homegrown player in a while. And Kristaps could have been that player, but obviously the, the stars weren't aligned on that. But if you look at anything else the Knicks have had that they haven't signed in the past, you know, 10, 15 years, there's, there's really nothing there. Uh, and so I think the point of my rant is that the Knicks need to get over themselves uh, and start, you know, maybe a Sixers rebuild or something like that. Because for years we've traded away draft picks or we've just been pretty cavalier with our draft picks. And it just, 
it clearly hasn't worked out given the roster at the moment, which is like very young, but young without promise. And the the only piece that you could possibly build around here is RJ. Uh, but I'm not even convinced RJ is ever going to be like an, a, an efficient NBA scorer. So yeah, so that that is my rant. Got things to be angry about. I've waited a while for for Durant to come, you know, in <laughs> 08 or whatever for LeBron to come. You know, it's all about waiting for that next big summer. And here we are several of those summers later and the team is still awful so so yeah not a lot to look forward to as a as a new york knicks fan at the moment yeah they've they've had a pretty tough stretch <laughs> there isn't there isn't it's much been, yeah. <laughs> you just gotta learn to trust the process if i've learned anything exactly hey i would i would love any kind of process now you know <laughs> but <laughs> there's no process in place so <laughs> but but yeah sorry to end the show on an angry note but uh <laughs> but yeah thanks for listening everybody i think that's all we've got today uh we'll be back next week some of the topics in store i believe are the nba playoff format uh we're gonna bring notre dame into the mix per usual talk about whether we should finally join a conference yes uh, we'll see what we have to say about that <laughs> it's a little bit of a sneak preview there uh, and yeah, a couple other topics coming for you and kind of an, an off week for college football for sure. Uh, and, you know, but we've got some some interesting stuff happening in the NFL as that's wrapping up and some kind of early to midseason basketball going on. So, so yeah, uh, thanks everybody for listening and see you next week.